0: Sherm Chester, along with Sam Bruno in this edition of the Seacoast Sports Forum podcast. And uh, Sam, happy New Year to you. Sir.
1: Same to you, Sherm. Happy 2023. We're off and running.
0: We are at the midpoint for most of the winter sports, both pro and schoolboy, schoolgirl. So uh, we'll hold the pro stuff for a few minutes. Let's go to the schoolboy and schoolgirl and basketball in particular, uh, the Blue Hawk Boys and girls are at kind of a like a 10-day break here before they go up against their big rivals, the Winnicott Warriors. Uh, on the 20th, there'll be a boy-girl varsity doubleheader uh, at Exeter High School, be hosting it this year. Uh, the end of the first half or the first portion of the season uh, before this break, uh, in the boys' game, they played the Bedford Bulldogs. It didn't look good in the first three quarters of the game. At one point, the Blue Hawks were down by 15 points but they made a run at the end got it down to 3 points with uh, about a minute and change left on the clock unfortunately it came up a little short uh that Bedford team uh, boy they they are shooters and and they've really uh played a tough game but it was two players in particular and again I don't like mentioning names but two players for the Blue Hawks in particular kept the Blue Hawks in it, and, and made a run at the end, and that was Ryan Looper, and he was shooting the daylights out of three-pointers, and also Evan Pafford, who does a lot under the boards. He bangs those boards, keeps putting the ball up there until it goes in, or somebody steals it away from him. So those two guys uh, uh, were you know, part of the factor that they were in the game, and uh, they came up uh, just a tad short, uh, but 5-2 and two is where we stand now going into that rivalry game, and that'll be again on the 20th. What about the girls? You were at Exeter High for the girls-Bedford game.
1: Yeah, sure, that's always a good contest. You know, Bedford girls basketball is is really a powerhouse in the state. You know, last year, you and I were in Durham for the championship game, the D1 championship game between Bedford and Bishop Girton. Uh, Girton came away with the win, but Bedford gave them everything they could handle in that contest. Uh, so, Bedford is a quality team. Uh, the key thing about Bedford uh, the Exeter girls lost 51 37, never could get the lead in that game. The difference for Bedford is just height. Uh, they come at you with uh, six foot, six one, five 11. Um, uh, They have a young lady uh, by the name Alana McCarthy who's a force inside. Kate Allard is a great outside shooter. Um, and, uh, you know, really, Exeter's game is uh, to drive the hoop, to go to the hoop. Uh, and uh, when you can't get inside like that, if your outside shot's not going and it wasn't for the Blue Hawks that night, it's going to be a long night for you. So uh, Bedford was able to take the victory. Bluehawks, though, girls do have a winning record. They are at five and two, uh, almost ident- identical to the boys, both sitting teams sitting around sixth, seventh position. In the state with uh, Bedford and Bishop Girton being the undefeated teams right now on the boys side Pinkerton undefeated at seven and zero. so you know it's not in the 18 game schedule we still have a ways to go, but it will be uh, a lot of fun on the 20th uh, when uh, you have that boys girls varsity doubleheader beginning at five o'clock against the Winnikunna Warriors uh, in Exeter. The, you know, you'll bring down both sides of the bleachers for that game, Sherm.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And, and Winnikunna is starting off red hot. Uh, and so for the boys, and uh, I know it's going to be uh, interesting to see if uh, we bounce back from from the loss to Bedford. I mean, th- there's, there's no gimmies when it comes to those top teams this year. Pinkerton and Roger Brown and I were kicking this around in the last program. Pinkerton it has height and uh, they've got some real good shooters. So they're probably the favorite, but there again, you can't count out Trinity, even though they're having kind of a struggle here at the beginning of the season, uh, they're defending champions. And Tyler bike is probably one of the MVPs, if not the MVP coming up again this year uh, for the tournament. So we'll see what happens.
1: It's going to be interesting this year to see how teams, if the quality of the play, I don't know if you've noticed if the quality of the play in the beginning has improved because we don't have that condensed schedule anymore this year. Yeah, there's a little there's a, there's a, a regular Tuesday, Friday right. schedule right. going on right now. So you have to assume that teams are going to be fresher and play better at the end right. of the season. Right. Uh, wrapping up the high school uh, boys ice hockey uh, below 500, uh, the Exeter boys uh, and Paul Marino two and four. Uh, to have their beginning of the season on the girls side. Uh, the girls are at two and three right now. And on the uh, co-ed basketball, uh, I should say, um, unified basketball uh, squad, the Blue Hawks have only played two games and they're one and one right now. So that's where we stand a little over a third of the season over.
0: And let's let's take a look at what's happening in, in, on the pro side of things. Uh, biggest news, I guess, since we last spoke is – we were kind of contemplating whether or not the Red Sox would make a big move, and they did. They went ahead and signed Rafi Devers to the big eleven year contract or three hundred and something million dollars.
1: Did you check out the news conference this week with uh, Werner and uh, the brass of the Red Sox? I mean did, I, are you are you listening to what they're saying? I mean what what they're what they're giving us as far as the team line right now? Are you buying it?
0: You know they're trying to put fannies in the seats, and that's another thing we'll bring up. I'm going to bring up during the two minute drill. Um, you know, sell those season tickets. Yeah, it, it it was good to see they did it, but then the the other shoe dropped a few days later that we don't have a shortstop now. Oh,
1: terrible! Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I can't, I don't, I can't, I just can't believe that they're trying to sell me Justin Turner, Kenley Jansen, Corey Kluber all over the hill, all on the back nine, and that they're going to lead us to the promised land, and that's never going to happen, and they still keep hanging their hats on the fact, you know, we still have Chris Sale coming
0: back. <laughs> For how long? <laughs> so he trips over the white line going to, to the mound.
1: I mean, I, I was they letting... Dowinson hernandez go i mean he, he at least had a little bit of upside but uh i i don't i don't see you know you got kike hernandez at shortstop now i mean they don't know who's at first oh, who's yeah. at first do you believe i'm saying that yeah i love that <laughs> who's who's on first you yeah. don't know who's catching you don't know who's in center field yeah. uh the team's the team is an absolute mess
0: it, you know it would be one thing if they said hey we're just going to bring up the farm i said to a buddy of mine i said why don't they just bring up the farm uh uh they got that kid uh, uh marcelo meyer is it Marcello yeah, and, Trist, and Tristan Cassis. And, and Cassis, just and bring them out. It, you know, all these guys. This I know they want to season them. and They don't want them to, to come up and, and fail. But on the other hand, look back in, in the history of Major League Baseball. Guys like, let's take and go back to Al Kaline, Ted Williams, uh, DiMaggio, people like that. Yeah, they did a little time in the minor leagues. Uh, Kaline never did. He went right from high school ball right to the major leagues with Detroit. So, I mean. Give a kid, you're giving him all this money. Let's make him earn it real fast. <laughs> I think so. Make it or break
1: it. Are you ready? Are you ready for the post mortem now on the Patriots? You first.
0: Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. First off, the the playoffs are coming up this week. um As we speak, it's kind of like I, I'm looking at both sides, the fc and NFC, and as far as I'm concerned. I don't know why some of those teams are even there. I know TV money. I mean, the only three teams in the AFC I want to even watch: Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. The rest of them, who cares? And on the NFC side, I mean, you got the Eagles, San Fran, and you know, I don't count Brady out. I mean, he won't go to the. I don't think he'll go to the Super Bowl this year. But so anyway, let's let's talk about those real quick. What what's your take on what you see this weekend?
1: Well, I'll just run down the lineup. You know, again, I do like the new format where the top only you get one team gets a buy. I think that's that's good. And it was exciting down the end, uh, certainly with the Demar Hamlin situation, who's going to get the top seed in the AFC? Uh, you had Philadelphia in the NFC. But again, now you've got these six wild card, super wild card, super wild. This is a super wild card weekend. i yeah, sure, Sharon. you know, you know what. <laughs> Don't. This is super. super. Okay. <laughs> the, the NFL is telling me that th- these are super yeah. <laughs> games that are going to be.
0: Okay. Super wild card weekend. Okay. I'll I'll uh, I'll be I'll be waiting for the for the next round. <laughs> but so your your predictions. San Francisco
1: will win by probably four or five points in that game. Chargers at Charges at Jacksonville. I think it's going come down to a, It's going to come down to a field goal. And I'll go with the home team, Jacksonville, in that game. Uh, Miami at Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo will win by three touchdowns in that game. Uh, No problem there. I'm going to pick the Giants over Minnesota. I think Daniel Jones is not going to have a great passing game, but he's going to be able to run. He's a running quarterback. You don't really think of Daniel Jones when you think of running quarterbacks. You think of Lamar Jackson and you think of Josh Allen and people like that but Jones can do it with his legs. And um, I just think Minnesota has been too lucky all year. They won all these late games uh, with field goals and 28 point comebacks and things like that. And I think the clock strikes midnight for the Minnesota Vikings right now. I think the giants pull the upset there Uh, Cincinnati, no problem. They'll win by three touchdowns uh, over Baltimore and Dallas at Tampa Bay. I think, I think Tom Brady, uh, gets the team down the field for a game-winning field goal with no time on the clock, and Tampa Bay moves on.
0: The, the game that will always be remembered was, for uh, Patriots fans anyway, coming from behind in that Super Bowl against Atlanta. You give that guy two minutes on the clock, and he can make magic happen. And, and again, if it doesn't happen, if he doesn't go 9-0 and in his career against Dallas, then maybe he ought to think about it. Maybe it's time to give it up and go to the booth, but we'll see.
1: Well, no, I think the word is he's going to leave Tampa Bay. He's going to go to Las Vegas, (sighs) play for Josh McDaniel.
0: I was hoping Josh McDaniel would get booted out of there (laughs) and we'd find him back with the Patriots. But uh, speaking of the Patriots, this was from Dan Shaughnessy's column uh, in the Globe. I love it. The Patriots are in better shape than the Red Sox, but that's like saying the MBTA is run better than the NCAA. And in brackets, he's got, hello, Charlie Baker.
1: (laughs) Hello, Charlie Baker. Right. (laughs) I can't believe that, uh, you know, all the rumors are out there that Patriots are going to bring in Bill O'Brien from Alabama to be the offensive coordinator, which would probably be a, um, would certainly be a move up, but they're also talking about Cliff Kingsbury of Arizona. I mean, he's a mess over there too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I, you know, Again, you got to give Bel- Belichick has earned a couple of free passes. I think he's used one this year, yeah. but he's only got one more left, and he better make this uh, these moves correctly. And again, one more thing on the postmortem for the Patriots. Uh, Mac Jones is not the future quarterback for the New England Patriots. Uh, either draft a new quarterback with your 14th draft pick coming up this year or give Bailey Zappi a, a chance. Uh, It's not going to be Mac Jones. You've got to throw the ball down the field.
0: Well, I, I think the one surprise that yeah, the press was talking about, that uh, this is the first time in a long time, if not of the history of, of the Bill Belichick era anyway, uh, they announced that they're going to sign – a coach long-term and that's Jared Mayo who that the rumor was he was going to be heading out of town and going to a a head coaching job elsewhere they might actually make him head coach someday so I mean it's funny the season's not even over yet and everybody's talking about the draft and who they're going to pick and yada yada and and it's too soon to talk anyway let's move on the other two teams that are at halftime and doing very well Celtics Bruins I mean they're having a record season so anything on them? Celtics, number one, Bruins,
1: number one. You can't get any better than that. A little scary that um, Jalen Brown has just come down with an abductor injury uh, and he might be out for a week. Um, again, my only plead right now to the Celtics and the Bruins, two words, load management.
0: Yeah.
1: Give your players some rest. Don't overload yourself in the next couple of months. Be ready and start playing well again in March. Uh, be ready for the playoffs that's the Mm. message
0: it's uh it's gonna be interesting to see how how it shakes in the second half for both the Bruins and Celtics I think health is obviously the big factor there Red Sox just one more note about them uh I mentioned to you the other day that Nesson decided they're not going to bring back Tony Maserati that uh, Kevin Euclid is going to be the lead analyst for the Red Sox in this season upcoming with Dave O'Brien and then they're going to Will Middlebrooks to uh, fill in for Dave when he goes on one of his assignments. What was your take on, on Uke last year?
1: I think he improved as the season went on. Uh, um, Again, our friend Dave O'Brien does a good job in bringing out the best of the people that he works with. Um, So I, I think you're going to need an analyst who's going to have to bring some strong personality to the broadcast because the product on the field is going to need a lot, a lot of anal- analyzing uh, to try and get through the season. So, uh, you know, it's not going to be a, 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 a season where your analyst is just going to be coming up with, Oh, he's doing a great job. And wow, what a hit that was. And what a comeback that was and, what a pitching performance that was they're going to have, they're going to have some, uh, have to talk through some tough losses this year.
0: And I think they've mentioned that they'll bring in uh, um, Tim Wakefield for a few games. Uh, Millar might be back for a few games. uh, Mostly, I guess when they're on the road down his way, Uh, but they haven't really locked in who will be the backup for If if Well,
1: it seems like the networks have locked up Ortiz and Pedro. So, uh, you can't bring them. You can't bring them, and nor would they want to do a lot of games. But I think I think it would be fun to have both Pedro and Ortiz with Dave O'Brien in the booth for a few of those Yankee games. I think that would be interesting.
0: Before we go to the two-minute drill, I wanted to uh, ask you about. Uh, well, I assume you watched. Uh, oh, watch. I know what right you're going to say. Uh, the frogs versus the dogs <laughs> <for> the <laughs> national championship football oh, game. Wow. Oh, I, as wow. a,
1: as, as a former play-by-play guy. Okay. Um, I felt so bad for Herb street and, uh, and, uh, the play-by-play guy, uh, there, um, what a game to call, uh, that second half, <laughs> a lot of trouble. And again, you know, now the question comes with the expanded playoffs coming out. Are you going to have more blowouts with mismatched teams, uh, in the playoffs? Uh, you know, if I'm Alabama or if I'm Ohio State, I'm saying, boy, I, I, I certainly would have given Georgia a tougher game than uh, the Horn Frogs did. Uh, they were certainly overmatched.
0: Two-minute drill time, sir.
1: I have to go back to baseball. And I know, I know this is my downfall on this show, Sherman, is that I just keep bringing up baseball. But, you know, 2023 is going to be a pivotal year for baseball, not for what's on the field, but how the game is played with the pitch clock and other rules that are going to be coming in this year, word has just come down that all AAA games will use a robot umpire component during this season. Half the games will actually be called by a robot umpire. The umpire will will still be there to handle anything that happens at home plate, but all the balls and strikes will be called by the robot umpire. Half the games will be called by a traditional umpire calling balls and strikes, but the robot umpire will be there as a backup where managers will have three challenges, two calls of balls and strikes. So this is going to be a fun season with the robot umpires. Again, with Rob Manfred, the commissioner saying, all of these things that are happening are to determine and improve pace of action, which we know we don't have any problem with. But the question is, have we gone over the edge with the robot umpires?
0: Well, that's going to be an interesting, uh, too much technology. And, and, and it really has taken away from a lot of things, not just baseball, but everything in the world today. You know,
1: You've gone, you're going to have a 17-inch square. That the pitch is going to have to hit. Okay. And then you're going to have those three challenges that you're going to have. And, you know, when your game's with the robot empire, who are the managers going to yell at?
0: Well, that's a good point. That is a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Two minute drill for me. Uh, I want people to uh, read an article that's on uh, this week's edition of Seacoast uh, online from our buddy Jay Pincino who uh, has been on the show, he's got a dilemma. Jay's got a baseball dilemma. He is a season ticket holder for the Red Sox. And the article goes into detail about how over the years he's picked up more season tickets. uh, And now it's a quandary whether or not to keep the tickets or let them go. And he has a a decision to make by the 18th of the month. Uh, That's when the drop dead date is. Uh, I won't spoil the article I think he's made his mind up on how he's going to compromise in this thing. But anyway, the, the deal is if you were a season ticket holder and he does go through in his article about three or four different people who've been season ticket holders for a long time, uh, the quandary, I mean, the quality of the product. Are we going back to those thrilling days of the 60s when you had know, Dick Stewart playing first base? Uh, uh journeyman playing every position. I mean it, it, hopefully not. I don't now with the money that's being thrown around. They're not going to be journeymen. But on the other hand, you brought it up earlier. You got Justin Turner. Where is he going to play? DH. Um, uh, who's going to play shortstop? <laughs> who's on first? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's on third. Yeah. Okay. So we know Raffy Devers is going to be there. Let's hope he stays healthy. That's my whole thing for 11 years and 300 and some odd million dollars. He's obviously the linchpin for this future Red Sox team. The other thing I wanted to mention uh, on the TV version of the Seaco Sports Forum, we've got a 2022 recap we took four of the best episodes of the show and uh, we've put them together and i think it's interesting that uh, you can watch clips from the show and also go back and if you want to watch the whole show um some of the better shows we did uh, well we started the season off with uh, tim neverett broadcaster for the dodgers and a friend of roger brown's that was a great interview we did a running show um we did the our friends from Ball six oh three that we met at Lundholm during the uh, Division One Championships last year. Uh, Then also we wrap it up with our Exeter golf team, the Exeter Blue Hot golf team, uh, with their back-to-back championships. So we uh, we get those four interviews spliced up, give you a sample of the show. And if you are Watching us on YouTube, please subscribe and ring the bell and leave us a, a good review. We appreciate it. Same thing if you're listening to us on a podcast, uh, on the different podcast platforms, spread the word. We really would appreciate it. All right. Sherb Chester for Sam Bruno, inviting you to join us for the next edition of the Seaco Sports Forum.